You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another episode of Nip Talk as we continue our recap series. The fifth season still upon us. We're to the sixth episode. This one is called Damien Sands. This one's a very unique and interesting episode, which I'm very intrigued. I've been waiting a whole week to find out if Nick likes it, doesn't like it, or is in the middle. I have no idea. Uh, this first aired on the 4th of December 2007. It was written by Hank Chilton, directed by Charles Hayde, who has just really been directing these left, right and centre recently. Uh, my name is Ben, and that's what the show is about, us, and we're fantastic. <laughs> and uh, I'm Nick, and uh, I think our personal life is up to us to know and for you to fantasise about when you're masturbating. Uh, well, that's what everyone says to me, Nick, so I hope that... Um we can. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, this is a an interesting episode. I think this is a an episode that is often not particularly appreciated by a lot of fans. Uh, but I, for one, actually really enjoy this episode. I think this is one of these unique, very nip tuck episodes that I feel you remember. And I think there's a lot of fun to be had with uh, this episode. I actually really enjoy it. I, I'm so intrigued to find out what you're going to feel about this episode. Well, I guess it's one of those ones that is, um, you know, there's normally at least one a, a season, sometimes two, where it's either like, you know, an alternate reality or in the future, or it's a dream sequence, or it's just, it kind of like, it steps away from the traditional way of telling the show, and um, this kind of feels the same to me, although it's none of those things, it's not a dream sequence, it's not a future thing, it's actually just telling the story of the show through a, like, you know, as if it it's a reality TV show, which is something that you and I have got some experience in, I suppose. So, um, in terms of watching them, anyway, we haven't been in a reality TV show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's you, you know it's, it's just a different way of telling the story. Um, so you know, like when you're scanning through these episodes, this one always jumps out as like, oh yeah, that's the that's the one where they're in a reality TV. Um, I think there's another one later on in this in this season where it's kind of like. It's telling it like they're in a like a documentary or something. Am I right about that? Or um, I, th- I can't remember. Yeah, I think there's something loosely on it. Um, I, no, that's that. You're thinking of the premiere of season six, um, which is very much kind of in like right, a okay. documentary news style. But yeah, no, there is sort of a a similarish one right. in the future. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it is something that they kind of play with. That you know this this unusual way of telling a story. So, yeah, I think whether you like it or you don't, you are right that it's um, it, it's memorable, that's for sure. And I think kind of the thing that I alluded to at the end of last week, kind of with this episode too, is that Niftuck actually in real life did um, sort of influence an actual reality show, Dr. 90210, which was essentially done because of the success of this show. So I think it was kind of something I felt that they were always maybe going to do. I think it's kind of it's a unique idea. And, of course, you know, 2007 we're sort of... You know, I mean, I think really we're at the kind of the absolute peak of the fame of reality TV, maybe a few years earlier. Uh, but you know, reality TV at this point really was just a, a part of every, you know, day viewing as it often is still today. So, uh, I like this idea that they go with it. Um, and this is kind of what I was saying about season five that you kind of just have a lot of like fun episodes that are kind of just there. And I think kind of after the last couple of weeks where you and I have been incredibly divided uh, in the last couple of weeks in terms of liking and disliking the episodes, I just think this is just, it really kind of goes back into just something unique and different that as, you know, we've said a few times now, you really do remember. Uh, and there's a lot of things, I think, in this episode that similar back to that very first episode of this season really kind of poke fun at the show itself. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I always was looking forward to getting to this one and I always forget this is kind of, a lot sooner in this season than I initially thought it was. I thought this kind of came a little bit later. But um, 
we kind of start off pretty much straight away, uh, just of, uh, hearing Christian kind of walks in. He's in his suit. He's getting all these things, uh, done to himself. And we sort of get our first inkling that, uh, they're going to be involved in a reality show. Um, and Sean against it. He doesn't want to do it. Christian, of course, does want to do it. And it's kind of his idea. Uh, Sean, obviously, you know, having questions about it. Uh, and we kind of automatically lead sort of straight into this over-the-top intro and, uh, you know, interview with Christian and Sean and kind of just a look of, you know, what they do in a daily life. And I just kind of love these little montage things that they do and just the editing style of this reality show. It's, it is done in a way that you believe this is legitimately what a reality show like this would be like. Uh, you know, kind of Christian there going through all these women all wanting D's and then some woman wants an H and then they're talking about seeing all these naked women and Christian seeing more than double in his life. Um, and then, you know, Sean obviously playing the kind of card about it being educational and everything along those lines. And we get this really sort of cheesy over the top, uh, introduction where their show is going to be called Plastic Fantastic. Um, which again, it's just a great little introduction. It's just fun because kind of basically from the point that we have the first interview with Christian right through really to when we see them watching it on TV or at least the tape of it, we really sort of get the majority of this episode is in the style of a reality show where we're sort of watching what would be the pilot. So I kind of love the way they transition into this and, you know, to me it just feels like this is legitimately an actual reality show. Well, I think it's really a reality show from its time as well, you know, like, this is, we're talking about this kind of like 2007 and yeah, you're right. This is kind of like the height of, um, these reality shows. So they were like a dime a dozen at the time. And so, you know, that, um, that kind of the opening title scene that you, you get for this reality show is, I feel like I've seen that on so many other shows. It's kind of like really cheesy. So, I mean, they've, they've kind of gone for it. And I, you know, you talk about shows that were influenced by this idea. You know, I think there's the Dr. 90210 or something or whatever it's called. I know there's one called Botched as well, which is, you know, people that have kind of had, um, plastic surgery go wrong and they kind of come in and see these guys to get it fixed up. And, um, you know, I, I know at least one of those. I can't remember which Dr. one, but one of them definitely plays it a lot more seriously than this. Yeah. And, you know, and it actually, this, this kind of feels like, you know, it's kind of self parodying and, you know, I'm still kind of unsure whether I like it or not. Um, but, you know, it, it is really funny. You kind of see like, you know, when they're being interviewed and you get the kind of lower third has got Christian Troy and it kind of comes in on a scalpel blade. You know, it's, it is all kind of like hyper kind of, um, you know, um, produced just a, a completely overly produced ridiculous, um, which is kind of, I guess, is fitting with the kind of time. I don't think you would get a show like this anymore. Certainly not one that would make it onto your kind of standard broadcast TV anymore. You might find it on some, you know, kind of low rent cable network, but I don't think you would find this being mass produced for the public anymore. I think we've kind of moved away from the style. Um, so it does feel like a real kind of almost like a, a very good representation of what reality TV was like at the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's something that you kind of agree with, but it does kind of feel like a, a, a real moment in time, the way they've produced this. I think, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that this would exist, but like, as you said, on kind of like, you know, I mean, we've got so many reality standard, standalone networks now anyway on like cable, you know, you're going to have Fox reality and, you know, kind of, I think this is, 
yeah, I think kind of it was mainstream in 2007, but it's kind of this style of show has sort of slipped through into that B, C, D style of um, reality show, if that makes sense. So, completely agree. I think kind of reality's developed into its own genre so much that we do have this style of show, but just in its own unique way. It's kind of like how you're going to have a, a channel purely for sitcoms and a channel purely for, for dramas or cop shows, you know, things like that. There are people out there who live this stuff. Uh, and for the most of us, we kind of absolutely look down on this kind of stuff because it's not really mainstream anymore. But, um, yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, kind of at, at its peak, 2007, you know, this is the sort of stuff that was being lapped up. And I kind of think that's what this episode does and kind of this season does well in terms of the way it really lives up to the time because I think that's kind of something we haven't necessarily always focused on is that Nip Tuck isn't really a show that's dated. It kind of feels like you can have this in any period and, you know, with a few sort of references to kind of maybe things that were you know, in pop culture at the time and things like that. But um, I think kind of this season, and particularly this episode, really is kind of a nice little snapshot of time. And we, we did mention that a few weeks ago, didn't we? With sort of like the selfie and, you know, things like that that were kind of sort of new at the time. So it's it sort of feels dated, I think, on that side of things, but not in a bad way. Like, oh, my God, look how dated this is, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I think the other thing, too, is I was just, you know, as you kind of watch this, and there's like this joke at the start where they're talking about, you know, how they came up with the tell us what you don't like about yourself line. And, um, you know, he kind of says something about it. Oh, you know, I came up with it at medical school while you were still in bed with the belly dancer. And you get yeah. this kind of like transitional shot. You know, it's like the belly dancing music plays and like a belly dancer comes across the screen. It's like, yeah, this is, you know, this is like bargain basement stuff that we've all seen a show like this. And I, I guess that kind of makes it feel a bit more real because, it does feel like this is exactly what, you know, these guys aren't a hotshot um, kind of plastic surgeons at this point, certainly not in California. And, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, if you had the top plastic surgeons, you would get a show that's this this kind of cheap and cheesy. But the, it kind of just sells where these guys kind of are at in their, their career or their time, um, you know, in California. Which, which I love. I kind of love the fact that they go over the top with it. And it's kind of, it is so almost like self-referential and a parody and so many things about it and that's just what i really like about this episode so yeah i love those just random things you get like the music and i love the fact that when we're watching this uh, episode and we kind of see all this stuff that will happen with like liz and olivia and julia that we kind of get that like dramatic music and just everything that's kind of happening with it that you just know these type of shows are just so over edited to sort of make you feel the the mood that you're meant to because based on purely on music and tone and editing and all that sort of stuff so um, but I just, this is what I love about this episode. I just think it's fun the way they kind of play up to this. Cause I think kind of it, it does play up almost their lifestyle into kind of how they do. And there's, a, there's a particularly a line in it later on, um, which they say when they're watching it, which to me is just a complete self-reference quote to the show in general of what Nip Tuck actually is. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's fun. I mean, do you, do you not enjoy that side of things or do you kind of, I mean, what's your kind of overall take on how they're doing it? I think this is probably where I have to show my hand one way or the other, isn't it? I don't think I can keep the suspense going any longer. No, I don't like this. It, it's, for me, it's just it's it's not something that um, I I really like. I mean, I I totally I get what you're saying, and, and I can see the I can totally see the comedic value of this. Um, so yeah, and I think it's a, a pretty as we've just talked about. I think it's a pretty accurate representation of what these shows were like. Um, I just I just don't feel like it's really all like. <laughs> It just doesn't do much for me. Like if they took this somewhere or it was a good way of kind of developing a storyline or anything, but it just feels like what's the point of all this? Um, 
which I guess we're going to kind of get into as we go forwards with the whole Julia Olivia stuff. I just, yeah, just, oh, yeah, just, I just find it annoying. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm actually, this is a bad thing to say when you're recording a podcast, but I am, I'm actually finding it hard to put into words what I don't like about this episode. <laughs> I just know I don't really like it. Which, which, which I mean, I sort of, in a way, so kind of expected. I kind of, I don't know, like, that's nothing against you. It's just, I kind of, I know this is an episode where, again, it's maybe similar to Connor McNamara 2026, where you generally love it or you don't. Uh, so it's kind of, I think this is definitely an episode that most people really do dislike. Um, but, uh, again, you know, I just put my hand up at these points and say, hey, I like Die Another Day, and then people usually roll their eyes at me. So, um, it's, um, yeah, I, 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 I kind of expected it. And I, I don't know, I'm, am I being a dick to you by saying I expected you not to like this episode? Yeah, you got bad taste, what can I say? Well, no, I, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked enough about the show by now that you should, you know, I think we should probably be starting to get a little bit of a feel for what we do and don't like about the show. Um, I mean... Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm still a little bit surprised by, by some, some of the ones that you like or don't like, but, um, I think I've been pretty clear that generally these kind of, you know, out, out there episodes are generally not for me. Um, you know, occasionally I can get behind them. Like I quite like the Conor McNamara 2026 one. I think that that's a, you know, it's a pretty solid episode, but that's probably the exception to the rule for me is that generally these kind of different episodes are, are not really what I'm here for. Um, but you know, there's an opportunity to kind of propel the storyline going forwards. And, um, I guess we can talk about whether or not we think that happens, um, over the course of this episode. Well, uh, we're about to meet our uh, titular character, of course, Damien Sands, and kind of, you know, it's, it's interesting to sort of talk about this, you know, in the way this is, you know, watching it from a reality TV perspective, but I don't really click on the trivias much on uh, IMDb, because it's not often there for every single episode, um, but something here that is interesting for Charmed fans out there, if Colin's wife Jamie is listening, maybe, I don't know. I did watch Charmed for a little bit, but I, you know, was young and dumb apparently. But of course, Julian McMahon was on Charmed well before he was on Nip Tuck. He was, um, what was he, Cole or whatever his name is. But I'm reading here, the actor who plays Damien Sands, Ian Buchanan, actually was the mentor to uh, Julie McMahon's character on Charmed. So these two have worked together frequently before. So there's just a random fact. Uh, all Charmed fans might have already known that, but uh, there you go. Nick and I are being educated here. But uh, essentially, this man is a male prostitute, and he kind of alludes to Christian and knowing him sort of throughout this episode, which this is maybe something that, again, you, I mean, kind of on your page of not really going anywhere. It's kind of, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of kind of how that storyline turned out and kind of it's just, again, we're just getting a loose reference to it. For what reason? I don't know. It just kind of ultimately leads to this guy getting anesthesia that he doesn't want and getting free surgery. So, I mean, cool. Um, but basically he wants to get uh, a neck tightening and an eye lift to help him look younger. Uh, he was a former drug addict, so he doesn't want any drugs in his system. So he's going to use acupuncture in that. But uh, there you go. Nick and I are being educated here. But uh, essentially this man is a male prostitute and he kind of alludes to Christian and knowing him sort of throughout this episode, which this is maybe something that, Again, you, I mean, kind of on your page of not really going anywhere. It's kind of, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of kind of how that storyline turned out. And kind of, it's just, again, we're just getting a loose reference to it. For what reason? I don't know. It just kind of ultimately leads to this guy getting anesthesia that he doesn't want and getting free surgery. So, I mean, cool. Um, but basically, he wants to get uh, a neck tightening and an eye lift to help him look younger. Uh, he was a former drug addict, so he doesn't want any drugs in his system. So, he's going to use acupuncture. Um, which essentially brings in Olivia, and uh, we find out that she studied in China through some interesting uh, little editing, 
and that also ultimately leads into Julia being introduced into this reality show. Um, you know, she's all sceptical and doesn't really want to be interviewed, and that also leads to this uh, scene with Christian being a guinea pig, getting his acupuncture to see if he can um, move, uh, see if he can feel the pain and anything along those lines. And we kind of get this little subplot, which is the one thing I don't like. I think I kind of alluded to this a few weeks ago with this whole Liz-Julia storyline. I don't like this sort of forced, oh, Liz and Olivia, because just because Liz is the only lesbian in the show, she automatically has to be involved somehow with the you know a new lesbian in the show i'm not a fan of it um but you know i guess kind of it's brought in to create a bit of drama for this show in in a way as well um so yeah and kind of through this we get some weird editing um you know we're obviously seeing like uh christian kind of doing some behind the scenes dealing you know talking to sean uh, you know, about getting more tit jobs, wanting to get rid of Damien Sands, essentially. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, lots of stuff. It's, it's kind of hard to talk about it in, in general sense of this is an order because things just move so quickly and fast flowing because we're watching it through the eyes of this reality show, I guess. Yeah, I guess just one of the things I wanted to jump back to is this Damien Sands character. I mean, did he, um, it all remind you of Pierce Brosnan, or are you just too much in the um, the 007 world that you just you can't separate the two? I mean, um, a little bit he, now he, that you mention it. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So no, it's um, yeah, uh, all the stuff is yeah. I think I don't know. Would a show like this introduce you know one of the characters X Y? Like it just feels really really forced, you know. And you're right. Like this is the whole thing. Is that it, it does feel really forced and um. You know, to, to give a bit of a spoiler alert, I suppose, is that none of this kind of um, kind of conflict that you get between Olivia and, and Liz um, kind of pays off. It doesn't kind of yeah. go anywhere in the next few episodes. It's just something that happens, and then, then you kind of move on. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just feels like it's, you know, it's... And I guess that's the point, is that, you know, these things kind of create a you know, they create tension where there actually isn't tension just for the, the sake of a TV show. So I guess it's probably, it's trying to say something. But, you know, this show's never really talked about reality TV before or anything. So suddenly it kind of comes in, um, and I think it looks really good, but I think they're kind of the way they're trying to say that, you know, it's edited to make you say, make you see whatever they want you to see. Um, I'm not sure it's really something that they've, they've thought through all that well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I yeah, there's definitely stuff in this really that is, is kind of a, you know, one of these ones that I was complaining a lot about a few weeks ago that really kind of doesn't advance the plot overall much. Um, maybe with some Julia and Olivia stuff and obviously Eden stuff is probably the most important stuff in this episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I still think kind of this is one of those ones to me where like, yeah, I'm going to complain about it one week and like it the week after, if you know what I mean. So... Um, yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just to me like, like, yeah, like I agree, like the list stuff, I, it's just, I don't know, it just feels like, oh, we've got already got a lesbian character on the show, we automatically must have to have them some sort of connected, like, have a friendship there, like, I don't get why they need to make them kiss, if you know what I mean, and have this sort of stuff, like, and what I don't understand yeah. is kind of what leads ultimately to sort of Olivia, and I think it's mainly next episode really, isn't it, where Olivia's kind of like, oh, you know, I don't go off about you and Christian, but it's implied that Julia had her blessing to do it, so it kind of is like, I don't understand where all that's coming from, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it is all just a bit confusing, and um, I, I kind of don't really see where it's um, all that relevant to the plot. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah, I suppose it's um, you know it's quite interesting to bring some of these characters in together though. You know, I do I do kind of enjoy um, kind of seeing you know them, them doing the the test on Christian. I think that's quite fun. I also enjoy the stuff with Linda. You know, we kind of get this confessional mm. with Linda, and um, <laughs> not something that we've actually really seen before, and 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 that's quite fun. I, I quite enjoy that, and she kind of makes a comment: "These guys are crazy. I only came out here because they paid me a heap of money and the golf opportunities." Yeah, which kind <laughs> so, of yeah, explains kind of that, doesn't funny. it? We like yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, we did kind of talk that you know that that Liz kind of um, sorry not Liz um, well Liz as well but Liz and Linda kind of just arrive in California and we get no backstory as to kind of how they arrived and you know quite frankly I only needed one line from Linda she's not a big character on the show so you get that one explanatory line and we can move on so I'm kind of glad we did get that actually yeah no it's it's kind of a, it's a good to have sort of that that explanation bit but uh, we have this surgery scene with Damien he's still conscious but he's kind of you know baiting Christian a little bit where basically Christian just drugged him up anyway um, and this uh, lead- is cool I've got to say I actually I actually this whole thing where you can see him, um, you know, he's kind of awake while the surgery's happening, um, you know, or at least for the start of it, um, I think is really cool. I do. I actually think that's um, it's, a, it's certainly a unique and different way to look at this that we haven't seen before on the show. So, yeah, um, definitely a thumbs up for that part of it. I do really enjoy that. Which is, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think it's kind of interesting how they've done that, obviously, with Olivia being brought into it, you know, because we kind of heard that, didn't we, when they were first, uh, when she was first introduced that to obviously... Uh, Erica didn't like this kind of, you know, uh, natural approach to things. So, yeah, it's kind of good that they've used this eventually with her. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, and it leads uh, Eden to rocking up. And I kind of, I love, this is kind of the excuse they can use to have Eden, like, actually swear and use some F-bombs because it's a reality show. So, they can just sense her by putting, like, a smiley face on her mouth when she's, like, going off. Um, and she's out of rehab because she's been attacked by actual drug addicts. Um, we find out that, uh, yeah, they've attacked her, they've got cigarette burns on her, she's gonna need surgery, she's become a pack a day smoker because of all of this. Um, and basically this is a point where she spills the beans about Christian and, uh, Julia, but Sean doesn't believe her because of, uh, you know, the drug addiction, and ultimately she's trying to put on lies and saying about how, you know, oh, do you tell us about our little masturbating party or whatever it was? Um, and we kind of have like a, you know, confessionals between Sean and Christian. I like Christian's like, you know, she's a little bitch. She belongs in an institution and that leads to Julia crying, you know, doesn't know why she, uh, hates her and everything along those lines. And, uh, this ultimately leads to Julia seeing Olivia and Liz having a bit of a, a close tender moment and, um, Julia going off at Liz, which also leads to, uh, a hidden camera scene. And that ultimately is going to lead us to meeting Bliss Burger. Well, re-meeting Bliss Burger, um, who, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. which is, I, I do kind of like this because it's kind of, unless you are like a, you know, us and you've been watching this closely or since day one, I couldn't even imagine at the time that uh, some people wouldn't have picked this up straight away. I know for one I did just because of, uh, you know, based on the, uh, the actor that obviously is being played in this one. But uh, what do we have to go back to? Season one was Bliss in this, I think, wasn't it? Or was it season two? It was definitely in the first two seasons. Um, no, Leslie Grossman, but yeah, no, she, she was in season one. It was one of the very first episodes too, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Leslie Grossman, as I said, she's uh, basically a, a long-term collaborator with Ryan Murphy because uh, she played Mary Cherry on Popular, which is one of the greatest characters in all of Ryan Murphy's shows. 
Uh, and since then, uh, she just recently was on the most recent season of American Horror Story, which had a pretty significant role. So clearly Ryan Murphy likes working with Leslie Grossman. Uh, and I just, I just like this. I like the fact that they kind of bring this back and, uh, we know that she was kind of just this minor character. For those who maybe are not remembering who she was, she was the one back in the first season where essentially she had a date and she wanted to have, uh, somewhat her arms fixed because she lost a lot of weight. And uh, she had a blind date with a guy who ultimately, of course, at the end of the episode, we see is revealed to be not who's in the photo at all. Uh, so, yes, it was kind of a fun little side plot. Um, but, yeah, Mrs. Blish, she's a junior publicist. And essentially, we're going to find out soon that Christian got her this job. So, again, I've lumped a bit in there. But as this is kind of fast-paced, bang, bang, uh, you know, I think it's it's an appropriate episode to do all that. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it, it all kind of it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of one of those fun little um, kind of bonuses, as you say, for for the fans of the show who have been watching this. This kind of character shows up. It, it actually isn't somebody that um, you know. If you're not familiar with the show from its first season, then you know you can watch this and it's not a big deal. But now, for those that are long term fans, it is something that just you know it's just a little bonus that kind of rewards long term fans. So I kind of like that. I think it's really good. You know, they could have dropped the line here, basically, of like, oh, you know, I'm an ex-patient of theirs and blah, 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 blah. But she doesn't say anything like that, I don't think. So, um, you know, I think that, that that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, it is really fun. I actually, I went and looked because um, I wondered if it was actually supposed to be the same character. But, yeah, she obviously has the same name yeah. as she did in, from, from season one. So it is meant to be the same character because I thought that would be quite funny, too, if you just recast this, this person as a different character. Because um, Ryan Murphy, I think, is known to have done that a little bit too um in some of his shows you know in a later season they just recast somebody um yeah i mean who was this this uh, i might be jumping ahead here a little bit but who's this ms new york or something uh, it's not somebody i've yeah. ever heard of before I've, um, actual... yeah i've looked her up she basically uh her real name is tiffany pollard uh, otherwise known by her nickname New York, and according to Wikipedia, she's an American reality television personality and actress who first received public recognition for her t- participation in VH1's Flavor of Love and I Love New York. So uh, she is essentially playing herself. This is a real person. Right, okay. That makes that makes sense. It was just, yeah, obviously somebody I didn't know. Uh, not, a, not a big reality TV star, but, you know name a big reality TV star. There's not many of them. You probably can catch them on one hand. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, it, it's yeah, somebody you bring into the show and it's uh, I don't think it really adds anything. But, yeah, I, I assumed it was somebody that was actually real. I'm looking at her uh, filmography and essentially um, around about the time of this episode, she obviously was as big as she was because she was just coming off these appearances I just mentioned. She went on to be in uh, Celebrity Big Brother at some point. She was in Sharknado 5. Um, good for her. Um, oh, the classic. <laughs> she was in Botched. You mentioned that before. Um, and uh, she was also in VH1's 20 ce- Greatest Celebrity Fights. Ce- sorry, let me rephrase that. Celeb Reality Fights. I like what they did there with that word. Um, so she's... Uh, yes... Clearly one of these reality stars who are clinging on to fame. So, uh, good for her. Good for you, Tiffany Pollard. Um, yes. Isn't... No, that's Vicky Pollard. Yes. I'm thinking, wasn't that Tiffany Pollard in Little Britain? That was Vicky Pollard, wasn't it? Never mind. I don't know if you were a big Little Britain fan. <laughs> uh, no, no, not really. I think Vicky Pollard was one that's like, yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no. Uh, yeah, that one. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Hello to all our Little Britain fans out there. So, um, yeah, we kind of get this nice little... This is... Blissburg is kind of there to kind of, you know, 
I guess, introduce the fact that she's installed these hidden cameras so that people can, uh, you know, see these scenes, which is kind of a, you know, an interesting thing. Obviously, for us watching this as a drama, we want to see these scenes, and they've kind of come up with an excuse for it. So, obviously, this is going to lead to Eden Sean's little tender moment, which is... It's interesting, isn't it, how this has sort of all of a sudden calmed down between these two, and, uh, you know, Eden's sort of like, why are you doing this, you know, and Sean's like, well, I'm a doctor, this is my job, um, and then Eden kind of admits that she was lying about Sean, uh, sorry, Christian and Julia, which we obviously know is not true, um, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, like a little tender scene between these two, because ultimately what's going to happen next episode is, uh, things are going to go to a next level between these two, um, and just also quickly... Uh, another sort of hidden scene here with Christian yelling at Blissburger, basically saying, this is my show, I got this job for you. Um, and this is, yeah, when Miss New York's brought in and basically explaining to Christian that you need to spice things up, you need to, you know, make it entertaining, no one's going to watch it. And this is ultimately where Christian will uh, ring up Julia and will lie about seeing Olivia and Liz kissing, but ultimately we're going to find out that this is actually true. So, um, yeah, I, I might cut it there. A few scenes to discuss there, maybe, particularly the Eden and Sean one, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's obviously something that's going to become more relevant and uh, towards the end of the episode and then going forward. So, yeah, it's a nice little setup. Um, I think this whole thing with the, the hidden cameras is interesting. I mean, and that's not something that I think you see generally speaking in reality TV shows. It could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's, that, that's a, an interesting um, element. Um yeah, other than that, I don't really have a lot to add on these scenes. Other than that, I, uh, Christian rocking the grey and purple combo. Um, we always like to point these things out, and he's you know he's he's smashing it out there. So good on him. But yeah, I don't, I don't actually don't have a, a whole lot more to add um, on top of that. I think these scenes kind of explain themselves. Um, yeah, I do like the kind of transitions they have of kind of like the the little stinger for what's coming up next, and they, yeah. you know it actually says coming up next. Yeah, like I think that that's you know, as I say, it's kind of very keeping with the um, the kind of feel of this um, post, this kind of circa two thousand and seven um, reality TV show. Yeah, and I love the little plastic, fantastic little titles they have, kind of with them in this little stop motion yeah. sort of thing. It's it's funny. Yeah. I love it. Um, we get this sort of post uh, surgery scene uh, with Damien, and uh, he actually does like I tell you one thing: the makeup does make him look younger. I have to say, when they especially when they interview with him. Um, and then he's sort of, you know, commenting Christian about seeing him on the playing field. Uh, and then we sort of get that confessional with him saying like, oh, he's, you know, not who, you know, he wouldn't have troubles by himself. I thought I'd send some work his way, but he's a great doctor. And we kind of get like, oh, customer satisfaction is our uh, number one priority. Are you satisfied? Yes, I am. Um, and then we get, uh, Sean using, uh, get a bit of a, bit of a flashback here. They've gotten their, uh, technology back on their computer, don't they? In regards to their, uh, you know, what's going to happen afterwards. Here's, uh, Eden surgery in the skin that's going to be going on there, which is interrupted by angry Julia confronting Olivia and Liz. We think it's a lie, but it actually turns out it's true. They really obviously did kiss, and uh, Christian just got lucky, I guess, in saying that he saw them. Um, and then, uh, you know, Olivia ultimately is talking about indiscretions since they've been together, and Sean's wondering what that is because he'll watch that later on. And I just love the, the like the camera work here. I love how kind of the camera kind of zooms out slightly, and you see Christian like pointing at the camera, like going, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, yeah, get this, record this, record this. <laughs> Just the way he's kind of doing it. Um, and then ultimately leads to, uh, was it Sean yelling it off, yelling over, you know, turn it off, turn it off. Um, so uh, one thing I will say, like, you know, we, we seem to rag on Jolly Richardson every now and then for her acting abilities, but I think maybe you might have mentioned this before, uh, and please uh, say so if you have. But, like, when she's actually angry 
for the most part. She actually does really well. Uh, and I think kind of this when she's like yelling and going off at Liz and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, you can't fault her acting performance. And this particularly next episode too, there's one scene which I think she absolutely shines. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of some conflict there, but, uh, ultimately, you know, as you kind of alluded to, it's not really going to give too much away in terms of what's going to happen between all these characters moving forward. <laughs> um, I hate to be the one to disagree. I, I don't enjoy the acting that I'm getting out of Jolly Richardson, but I kind of think a little bit that um, she is deliberately overacting because they're looking for that, the whole thing of, you know, this is a reality TV show. So I think maybe her instructions were to, to overdo it. Um, it kind of feels like it, it's not quite her, and even kind of, you know, we get into this kind of, oh, yeah, just like her her kind of body language and stuff is, is kind of, it's not, it's not her. It's a bit different. And yeah, I think probably the direction that she's been given on this is, is yeah, just just overdo it for us a little bit, please. And um, she doesn't fail to deliver there. I think she does a good job with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is as you say, this is the bit where Sean is kind of like you know turning the camera off, blah blah blah. blah. And that's kind of where we now cut back into into um, reality, reality, not the reality TV reality. Which I like how they do it. It's a nice like transition the way they do it, and we're ultimately going to see um, them watching their pilot, and they're obviously worried about this. They can't go to air with everything. We get some nice lines from Christian about you know, oh, you're going to be end up being on Celebrity Fit Club in a year. <laughs> I just love Sean's reaction. I'm not fat. I'm in terrific shape. And then he sort of starts going on about how he's turned Hollywood and like, oh, you know what we have to do? Move back to Miami. Um, and it's like, no, there's only one thing to do. And then they have this conversation with Bliss Berger, and this is that line I love, which to me is kind of just like a, you know, a meta moment where they, they are really talking about the show that we are watching. When they say, this isn't a show about uh, doctors, it's a show about two sex-crazed people and their crazy families. Um, I just kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It's just such a moment where it's like, yep, that's Nip Tuck. Um, so it's kind of funny. But then ultimately, uh, we find out from Bliss that the show's not happening anyway. It tested badly, uh, and the network doesn't want to put it to air. So without reshoots, it's not going to air. And then ultimately, Christian and Sean, after not wanting to be on, they're basically disappointed. Um, which, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting thing how they kind of go full circle there. And then ultimately, we see Sean, on loop, watching the line where Julie says, uh, sorry, Olivia's talking about Julie's indiscretions. We ultimately see the grass machine is back, uh, the grass little, um, you know, thing in their break room is back as Liz and Christian talk about um, them, uh, you know, the fact that they did kiss and how did he know. Um, and I kind of like uh, Christian's line when he's talking about Liz, you are a cute little cupcake, and then he's like, in the spirit of normality, I think you should just insult me. Um, and then we kind of have like, you know, the line there, which Liz says about in a perfect world, you'd end up with Julia and I'd end up with Olivia. Um, yeah. And I might kind of leave it there before we get to Sean and Eden, cause I feel that needs to be separated. But I, you know, I just love that line. I just love the self-reference there when they're talking about them, you know, ultimately being a show, not about doctors, but about two sex crave people and their crazed families. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. And, um, oh man, did I say like only a couple of episodes ago, oh, the, that grass thing is gone. <laughs> but no, here we are. We're back. We're, we're back to drinking grass again. Um, but yeah, and, um, it, it is interesting to point out that, you know, we're only actually like half an hour into this episode. So, you know, this, this whole thing about the whole episode is seen through the reality TV lens. It's actually, you know, probably about two thirds of the episode is, um, cause there's, you know, obviously a few scenes at the start. 
that aren't and then there's quite a bit from here on in that isn't so i think it's kind of like you forget that actually you you just you kind of just immediately think oh the whole episode is through this reality tv lens and it's it's actually only you know like maybe maybe more than half obviously but yeah it's still quite a lot of it isn't set in that that kind of reality tv thing yeah, it's kind of like Conor McNamara 2026, I guess, the kind of like the most memories are that the whole thing's set in the future, but it's not. I mean, ultimately, yeah. you know, Julia McNamara, you know, the majority of it's set in the dream world, but there's still scenes that aren't. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, the definitely majority is in this reality stuff, but I think it's important that we kind of get these closing bits not in that reality TV lens, you know, obviously, particularly this Sean and Eden stuff. Um, which is kind of, it's a nice little scene, you know, Eden's kind of, I guess, calm for once and, you, you know, it's, it's, you don't really believe that she's manipulating Sean, you kind of actually believe it. It's not, it's not like James last season where even when she's being sweet and nice and you kind of, you're falling for it, you just ultimately know that, uh, James is being manipulative no matter what she's doing. Whereas Eden, I think this time she's being absolutely genuine and for the first time, ultimately, Sean and her kiss and it's like, dun, dun, dun. Um, and then he leaves. Uh, it's a nice little scene between them. Um, and I'll ultimately just lump in the closing bits here. So Julia and Olivia, um, Olivia comes back and Julia looks like she's moving out, but they kind of just have this conversation, uh, about their relationship. Julia talking about, you know, feeling judged. Um, and then, you know, Olivia kind of saying, like, look, it's not easy to be gay in this world. Um, you know, you've got to be a strong individual to be in the gay world. It's kind of a nice little conversation. And, um, you know, Julia ultimately says a line of, you know, it's so much easier when we're alone. Um, and yeah, to stay out of Christian's bed, essentially, and they kiss. It's a nice little scene, even though, you know, I'm not a fan of their relationship, and I think they've got no chemistry. Uh, and we end with Christian and the beers, and, um, you know, conversation about believing Eden, about, um, Julia and, uh, Christian, and, um, yeah, it's kind of closes out that, uh, with another nice scene between Sean and, uh, Christian. Yeah, I think so, and, um, yeah, you're right, I think it's the first time that, we we have kind of seen Eden like completely drop the facade and, and you know, she is just this this kind of um vulnerable, you know, young girl for the first time we've really seen her. And I think that kind of makes it even more kind of creepy and awkward that that's the moment that, that her and Sean kind of finally connect and kind of give in to this temptation or at least his temptation is, you know, that moment where um yeah, I mean she is she is this just this this young girl that's that, you know, um feeling vulnerable and, and you know, that's yeah, that, you know, the, the kind of scenes where we've seen her kind of be the sex captain or whatever, you know, like you can kind of, you know, you can kind of get behind Sean really, really digging that, you know, because of that whole image. But it's interesting that that's the moment they decide to kind of break this tension. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly have a lot to add on the other scenes. I think one of the things that I think has maybe potentially been a mistake was, um, having, having a, a you know this lesbian character for julia that's also got long blonde hair mm. you know like <laughs> i wonder if uh, we haven't really talked about that but it, you know no. it does kind of make it hard to kind of differentiate them at times um yeah which is it's kind of an interesting choice that that's what they went with i mean don't get me wrong i think portia rossi is a really good actress so um i'm really happy to have her there but yeah it was an interesting choice to kind of go with that um yeah we could have had Anne hash back here as, again as well <laughs> gosh uh, you know, I like Anne Heche, but just the words Anne Heche and Nip tucked over in good <laughs> memories. Um, and plus, you know, two of, like, yeah. one of Ellen's exes with Ellen's current wife. Like, does that work? Um, I think, yeah, I yeah. mean, and is this the first time we actually see them properly kiss? I feel like it is. Um, I don't think we've seen either of these two kiss before. 
even though we know they're together, if that makes sense. So maybe it is, maybe not. I, I haven't really been paying attention. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it kind of leads us, you know, we've kind of gone through this episode fairly quickly because, again, I think a lot of this is kind of lumped together, so it's kind of to be expected. But uh, I kind of feel, I think, I know what you're going to do with this episode. Um, you know, uh, I guess we kind of might be on a divisive page again for the third week in a row. But uh, are you buying this, renting it, or binning it? Well, I think it's interesting that you say it's been a short one because um, I think that probably tells you everything you need to know is that there's not very much to talk about here. There's not a lot of plot development. Um, this just feels like we're treading water, really. It just doesn't really take us anywhere. Um, and, you know, I talked last episode about being bored. I, I wasn't as bored with this episode because I think it's, you know, it's kind of, I guess, entertaining and, and interesting to watch. And, you know, I like the ideas and the thinking behind the whole reality TV thing. I just think the execution sucks. Um, it just doesn't really do much for me um i kind of wish we had maybe fleshed this idea out and i guess that's probably going to be my um my overall takeaway at least from what i've seen on season five so far is that there's some really good ideas here but none of them are fully fleshed out you know in a way that's satisfying so this whole season i think is going to start to feel like that i just wish we'd held on to some of these storylines and played them out a little bit more um so it'll be interesting to go back at the end and see if i still feel that way but um for me it's just it's pretty unsatisfying it's not something i'm going to go back and and want to rewatch. so at the end of the day um i'm going to have to put it in the bin column so i'm on double bin here which is it's not good it's not where i like to be it's the first time i'm looking here since i think uh the dreaded nh days of season three, so you binned uh, Tommy Bolton and Hannah Tedesco back to back, back in season this is three. Still, it's, it's still better than that, I have to say. It's still better than the, the that is still my gold standard. Well, sorry, my brown standard, I suppose, for <laughs> absolute kind of shit storylines in Nip Tuck is, is still the um, Nikki and Austin storyline in season three. Don't That's say still their names. The, the, don't the, say their names. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're 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 even worse than um, a season one therapist that we won't oh, name. Yes. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean it's um it's nowhere near as bad as that, but it's again like if I'm if I'm going down the list, um, and we often talk about you know if you just wanted to chuck in an episode and watch it, um, I w- this would be very low down on my list of ones that I wanted to watch. There's just nothing interesting here that that makes me want to get my teeth into. And um, you know I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when we get into the next episode, regardless of what you think about that, it's an interesting episode with some interesting ideas um, and storylines and characters, and I just don't think you get any of that in this episode. So yeah, it's it's a bin. This is, I believe, the first time in history it is uh, of our NipTuck coverage that uh, we've had three episodes in a row binned, I guess, technically, because I've obviously binned uh, Dawn Budge 2 and then you've been the last two. So there you go. Um, I'm buying it. <laughs> I I disagree. I think this is definitely one to me that if I want to watch a random episode of NipTuck, I'm going to put in. Uh, to me, uh, I've, I've gone as far to say this is the best episode of Season 5 so far. I've actually ranked this overall uh, as 13th out of uh, 65 episodes. I've ranked it that highly because I just, I just love it. I just think it's so enjoyable. I think it's just fun and it's just, to me, very nip-tuck the way they've done it. So, um, yeah, this is the highest one by far that I've bought uh, this season. So, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy this episode and, um, you know, similar to what I said about going into Conor McNamara 2026, I can easily see that this is one that you're either going to love or you're going to hate. Uh, you may be sort of 
prove me wrong by being in the middle so more so on Connor McNamara twenty twenty six. But you know, it kind of obviously I think ultimately reminds me of Julia McNamara back in uh, season two. Where I mean, you actually rented that one. You didn't bin that episode, but you were think very close to binning Julia McNamara. And uh, currently on my overall rankings, that is my second best episode of Nip Tuck. So there you go. I think we're seeing our differences in what we uh, like and don't like. But uh, next week, uh, we are back for Dr. Joshua Lee. And it's a very interesting one, as you said. We kind of... This to me is... is an episode that I was complaining about a few weeks ago that things were all over the place. There's so many storylines going on. There's so much stuff happening that, you know, it's all over the shop. I think this is one of those episodes, but I think this episode does it right. I feel there's enough balance with kind of everything that's going on that, to me, it's enjoyable. And I think there's... um This will be the first time I feel... And maybe you might disagree with me. I'm not sure. But this will be the first time I think this season that we will start to use the words potential top five moment at the end of the season. There's at least one that I feel definitely has to be in the conversation and maybe a second one. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, we've got some very interesting stuff in the next episode. Um, and there, there is one particular sort of sequence in it which I was never a fan of. Uh, but it kind of, I think, it, while it doesn't really go anywhere, it still kind of is interesting and unique in many aspects as well. So... Um, yeah, Dr. Joshua Lee. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's funny because I think this has got some parallels to one of uh, maybe the first um, episode that you ever binned, which is the um, Agatha Rip one of, you know, like somebody who believes in something and these two doctors think it's bullshit um, and, you know, like the kind of belief behind that. Um, so I think there is some parallels there. <laughs> um, I think I totally agree with you that I think there is some really really good scenes in this next episode and then some absolute cow shit in between so i think that that makes it a really hard one to kind of rank or rate and so i'm interested to talk it through with you and 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 see if your thoughts and your opinions kind of kind of bring me one way or the other because i really don't know what to think of this episode it's um as i say there's some great stuff but there's some absolute crap as well so um again it is going to be a fun one to talk about so um i look forward to kind of going through that kind of scene by scene I love your comparisons, Agatha Rip, with sort of the belief system that you're saying, and you're probably really going to get a real insight into me and what I believe in and stuff like that. The fact that I'm going to bin something based on believing stuff over religious stuff. When it comes to aliens, I'm all on board and I love it. So, um, (laughs) I love the X-Files, all right? What am I saying? Uh, So, that'll be next week. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, and everything else in between. We look forward to, obviously, 